Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corbin, Ken Shreve here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Thursday, September 21st, where we saw the selling intensify and the NASDAQ at its lowest close since June, Ken. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty rough uh, day for the market. Uh, we went into a correction uh, yesterday, so we'll see if the Nasdaq is going to hold this uh, thirteen thousand level or not. But uh, three stocks uh, to watch uh, today that uh, held up uh, pretty well and uh, could you know could do well here uh, in the healthcare space. Uh, Health Equity uh, HSA Administrator. That's uh, HQY is the symbol there. Uh, also in healthcare, let's take a look at biotech Amgen, and uh, finally in the insurance uh, group Everest Group. Uh, ticker EG. We'll do that. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down 1.8%. The S&P 500 down 1.6%. The Dow shedding 1.1% and the Russell 2000 off 1.5% today, Ken. So two sharp drops now in a row. Uh, yesterday, IBD did go to market in correction with a close below that late August follow through day low and the selling just intensified today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, checking uh, breath, it was uh, close to three to one uh, negative on the NASDAQ and uh, actually more than five to one negative on the uh, NYSE. So breath was uh, not surprisingly weak uh, across the board. And uh, it's really just about the, the market technicals uh, at, at this point. Uh, I know there's a lot of concerns about rising interest rates and sticky inflation, but uh, you know the NASDAQ clearly looks uh, poised to make a test of this uh, 13,000 level. It, uh, it came down close to that level uh, last month and kind of closed up near its highs. But uh, you do have a lot of uh, a lot of undercurrent of selling in this market. Uh, you know, the NASDAQ has been under, uh, you know, distribution for several weeks now. So the handwriting uh, has been on the wall. So, uh, you know, I suspect uh, the NASDAQ will try to make a stand at, uh, at 13,000 uh, if it gets down that uh, far. Uh, if it doesn't, uh, wouldn't be a big surprise just because we are in a, in a correction here. Uh, you see that that high of 14,446 on, on the NASDAQ, I mentioned uh, today on IBD Live, if we do come down to that 13,000 level, it's only going to be a pullback of about 10% off the uh, off the high. And when you look at that in the context of a 38% gain for the NASDAQ at one point this year, uh, you know, still you know, a, a, a painful pullback, but uh, relatively mild, uh, because again, the Nasdaq was up as much as 38% this year. So, um, you know, we're, we're under uh, distribution here. The good thing is, if there is a silver lining, if we do undercut 13,000, that could be a, a good a good enough shakeout, shakeout yeah. yeah, to maybe set the stage, uh, you know, for a follow through day and maybe uh, maybe a little year end uh, rally. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how this all uh, plays out. It's kind of a, a dangerous, a dangerous market right now. Right. And we have talked about how September is a seasonally weak period. We've also talked about uh, the 10 year yield and really keeping a close eye on that and Fed policy statements. So even if traders uh, wanted to give this rally the benefit of the doubt, there were warning signs uh, pretty soon after the follow through day. The fact that we couldn't just hold above the 50 day line. And, and even if, uh, like I said, uh, bullish traders wanted to give this market uh, the benefit of the doubt, it seemed like 915. That was a pretty clear day. I believe that was the day that we did uh, decide to go to under pressure, Ken. And again, uh, the market correction call, but making incremental decisions, not all or nothing decisions, 
uh, hopefully will have helped traders uh, lighten up before a day like today. Yeah, uh, definitely. In fact, we put the market uptrend under pressure on September 7th, uh, I, I believe. So that was, uh, yeah, and that was uh, when it initially broke that uh, that 50-day moving average. You can see the NASDAQ kind of came up and tried to reclaim the 50-day line and just didn't have any, uh, any success. So uh, again, the handwriting has been on the wall for a while. We're seeing all the, mm -hmm. you know, the big, big market leaders, whether it's an Elf, uh, an Elf Beauty or a name like uh, Celsius, which uh, finally, you know, uh, lost... Uh, lost uh, support today kind of still near that that 50-day line but some of your big winners this year have come under a lot mm -hmm. of selling pressure and you know a lot of it is just uh, fund managers uh, taking uh, you know growth fund managers taking uh, taking gains and some nice uh, some nice uh, winners and uh, you know we'll, we'll see we'll see where we're at here but that's not a great looking weekly chart for celsius for sure yeah a bad looking bar there and uh Two bad bars here for Elf, but especially this week, a sharp loss. And NVIDIA, not quite the same uh, look here, but Ken, it's on pace for a third week down in the row. And this stock hasn't done that all year. And this has been yeah. one of the darlings of 2023. Yeah, what's what's uh, impressive is when you look at the weekly volume on this uh, chart, at least over the past uh, two, three weeks, uh, you know, it's not like you're seeing waves of uh, institutional selling in this stock. I think, uh, you know, NVIDIA is still being respected for, you know, its, its uh, AI business and all this huge revenue guidance that the company has re recently given. Uh, but, you know, this, uh, just like the, we're talking about the NASDAQ uh, testing 13,000, let's go to the daily chart for NVIDIA and see, you know, the 400 level is going to be a, a key uh, test here as well. So I think the NASDAQ and NVIDIA are kind of near inflection points here. Last month, uh, NVIDIA came down to 403 and, and quickly turned tail and reversed uh, sharply higher. So is it going to find support again at 400? Uh, that remains uh, to be seen. You know, again, all we can say now is that we're in a market that's under some pretty serious distribution here. Absolutely. Okay, next on the list, we want to take a look at the 10-year yield. So, Ken, this is pretty significant here, this action. Yeah, yeah. And this is all, uh, you know, we were talking on IBD Live this morning, uh, talked to our news editor, uh, Ed Carson. I was a little surprised we didn't see movement in the 10-year yield yesterday after this uh, after this Fed meeting. You can see the 10-year uh, yield dipped a little bit yesterday. It closed well off lows. Uh, but that was, you know, it's pretty hawkish uh, testimony. I know we talked about it yesterday, but, uh, you know, clearly the, the Fed is reminding, uh, you know, Wall Street that we're dealing with a pretty strong uh, economy here. They, they still are penciling in another rate hike before the end of the year. And then they're not going to be cutting uh, rates as aggressively as they first uh, thought. They raised their economic projections. So clearly they're worried about this strong economy and maybe uh, inflation uh, sticking around. So you have this 10-year yield uh, spiking highest level since I think 2007. You have to go back mm -hmm. uh, you know, a long, uh, a long way here, but we're up, up at 4.48%. Uh, so you just have a, a, a breakout in bond yields. And uh, you know, again, that US dollar is still holding near highs and uh, acting strong. Right. Next on the list, let's take a look at XLF financials uh, taking it on the chin today down 1.6%. 
Yeah, it's probably just not not an area to be in the market. I mean, we're st- starting to see some out for, uh, performance among healthcare and some insurance stocks. There's a little, there's always a little bull market uh, somewhere, but I think the financials, this XLF, is at uh, a clear inflection point here. That uh, you know, it's sitting right at that dark line there. That's the the 200-day moving average, which is a longer-term uh, support level. Obviously, that low of 3357 uh, could uh, could come into play. It's only about 40 cents or so from from there. So. We'll see if uh, XLF can uh, firm up at this 200-day line. Uh, you often can can see it, but again, the market is in pretty pretty rough shape here, and there aren't too many, uh, you know, not not too many uh, financial stocks that are you know showing good price action in their charts at this point. Right. Well, let's take a look at HQY. This is health equity up on the day, 1.7% gain in some strong volume. It's been in an uptrend, and on a day like today, if you're up on a sharply down day, uh, relative strength lines going up, Ken. Yeah, and uh, the weekly chart here is just kind of this long sideways uh, consolidation. Still looks like it's in the early stages of uh, of a breakout here. You got f- uh, good fundamentals at Health Equity. They're uh, an administrator for these flexible spending accounts. Uh, Health savings accounts. We have them at uh, at News Corp, uh, but this is uh, you know the leader uh, in its group. And uh, again, money clearly flowing into the stock. If you go back to the daily chart here, you know we talk about stocks being under accumulation. You know, and and you look at all of the uh, you know all those blue above average volume uh, spikes. There are some you know mutual funds or somebody getting in there and, and buying uh, buying the stock. Big institutional investors. So maybe this is going to be a you know a safe haven trade, uh, but you know, it's 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 risky. Most stocks are going to go down in a in a bear market during a market correction. But at least health equity is showing some relative strength here. That the RS line is uh, is quite bullish, and uh, looks like there are some big uh, big guns in there buying lately. So, with the market not uh, looking good, Ken, is this a watch list candidate, or how should we be thinking about this in terms of? adding exposure or, or again, just keeping it on the watch list. What say you? Well, I don't, I don't think it, uh, I think it's in a buy zone uh, right now. And I'm just going off of that recent high of 70, 90. Okay. So, you know, you have the stock at 72, 19, it's clearly, you know, within, uh, within 5% of that uh, 70, 90 pivot. And again, just go to the weekly chart here. You can see it's, um, you know, not, uh, not uh, not extended at all from its 10-week moving average. Uh, it's getting close to that uh, left side high there around uh, 80. So maybe it'll you know keep moving up and bump up against 80 and uh, and pull back a little bit. But you know based off of that 70-90 pivot, I mean I think the stock is you know it it, it it's it's in a buy zone uh, right now. But uh, again, you know you just have to just kind of buyer beware because uh, right. you know a weak market usually takes everything down with it. Now maybe there's going to be some money flowing into into healthcare as sort of a safe haven trade, uh, we'll have to see. So any stock that you're buying in a market like this, you, you really have to keep it on a on a tight leash and just kind of have a stop, a mental stop, or <clears throat> just know where you're going to get out if it doesn't doesn't go your way. Right. And now let's take a look at Amgen. This is AMGN, a breakout in yesterday's session, and it remains in a buy zone. This is another stock with a relative strength line moving sharply higher. And I like to look at this weekly chart, Ken. 
Yes, indeed. You know, it's another stock that's, you know, technically in a, in a buy zone here. A very re a positive response to earnings uh, when Amgen uh, reported not that not that long ago. They've got a, you know, cholesterol drug that's, uh, you know, doing very well, an osteoporosis drug. They also, um, as part of their recent uh, earnings report, uh, you can see that's when it, when it gapped above the 200-day moving average. But they also announced uh, mid-stage trial results for an, an experimental drug for advanced, uh, you know, lung cancer. So, uh, very, uh, you know, very good pipeline uh, at this company. And, uh, you know, I think uh, based off of that uh, 268.24 uh, recent high, um, you know, looks uh, still looks good here. Thoughts on the growth uh, with this stock, Ken, in terms of the fundamentals? Well, it's 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 a blue chip. It's a blue chip biotech. So mm -hmm. you know it uh, that that is a, that is a, a concern. I mean, this is a more a technical play than than anything else. I mean, you're talking about a a stock with 144 billion dollar uh, market cap. Obviously, you know it's you know it was a really fast growing company uh, at one point uh, many many years ago, and now it's just a it's a mega cap, and uh, the growth is uh, slowing. So with these large cap biotechs, you kind of want to understand the the pipeline when they report earnings. How are their key drugs uh, doing? They had a lot of good news from a lot of the, a lot of different drugs when they. Uh, just recently reported earnings. So uh, I'm willing to look past uh, some skittish uh, growth and declines in, in recent quarters to still look at this as a, a, a high quality uh, name. Obviously, it's got great, uh, great sponsorship. So, you know, for a, a mega cap uh, biotech, I think it looks uh, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, here's a look at that, a quick look at that sponsorship right there. Let's round things out with a look at Insurer Everest Group. Ticker here is EG. And if you look at this insurance group ranked now number 32 out of the 197 groups that we track. So that says a lot in itself, Ken. And this stock is on the verge of a breakout. One may even argue it's clearing a trend line breakout right now with some volume behind it. Yeah, seeing a lot of strength in the insurers, and uh, they're they're typically a strong performing uh, group when uh, you're in a higher interest rate uh, environment. These uh, companies obviously collect a lot of premiums, and they uh, invest a lot of these premiums, so they're they're making more money on their investments. Higher interest rate environment typically good uh, for companies like uh, Everest Group. So here again, a big long sideways uh, consolidation, um, and uh, you know a stock that looks uh, looks really strong here. Back to the back to the daily chart. Um, you know, it has it has rallied uh, a lot, and it's getting up uh, getting up close to that left side high of 393. So, uh, I say this a lot on the show, but at this point, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see it just pull back uh, a little bit uh, from that 393 high. And uh, if you get a get a little low volume pullback, it could give you a, maybe a better uh, entry. But uh, really, watching the insurers, uh, you know, pretty closely here. There's a lot uh, a lot of decent looking charts uh, in the group, and uh, I think this is one of them. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ken, and thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live, and we hope you join us. We're going to be joined by Eric Kroll. He is co-author of the Life Cycle Trade. And he's done a lot of research about follow through days and what happens in the aftermath and what that signals. So we'll get the latest from him on where things stand, not only on the index level, but also stocks on his radar too. So we will see you there in the morning, investors.com slash IBD live for that. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close to wrap up the week.